Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Yes, it is a Friday. That's how you feel. Oh, let's go. Let's go. I'm watching all these videos on the on the Twitter of all the flooding that's going on in this town in the nights. I like I don't know. Like I see the storm happening, but none of this is happening where I'm sleeping, thank goodness. Oh, so you were chilling last night. I was chilling. I heard you had quite a different experience. Bruh. I left the Ace. First off, as I'm leaving the Aces game, yeah, I didn't say for the post game. I got out there relatively after the game ended. I got texts from three different people like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Did the Deshaun Watson stuff happen? Because what's going on? What, what do you people mean? Just checking yeah, in. Like I'm fine. Yeah. They're like the monsoon. You don't hear it. Did you bring your snorkel? I'm like, Kelsey Plum was on fire. Yes, but I'm okay. What are you talking about? And then I get to the garage and I hear the thunder and I spent a majority of my younger life in Florida. I've been in hurricanes. Yep. That thunder was serious. Really? That felt like a monsoon to the point that First off, leaving, what is it, uh, Russell or Frank Sinatra Yeah, Frank Sinatra's in the back, yeah. Yeah, that road's not prepared for any of that. Oh, that road road is the main vein to the west side of the Strip, and nobody cares about it. Like, it's so weird back there. Since it's it's two lanes both ways, basically, the the outer lanes of each, half of it was not usable. Correct. So everyone had to... To shove in together to get through. And there's people thinking that they could just drive through, and then they realize, well, I can't do that anymore. So that's a later realization. So there's a, there's a different <laughs> uh, uh, urgency to the zipper merge. Let's just say that. The, the video of the dude who lost his bumper, <laughs> and then five feet late, because the, the water like unhooked oh, yeah. it off, yeah. and then it flew away. And then 10 seconds later, the car starts floating. Because dude's in an Altima oh thinking he's in some he's military. In he's in an Altima living his I'm best life. I'm just going to crush through this. Good Lord. So, oh. and get off of Russell Martin. I turn on to Sahara and yep. I realize, oh, the lights are off here. So, from like four-way Las stop, Vegas. Four way stop, which I'm sure everybody follows to a T in this town. But it's not only that the lights were off, like the the the, the, the traffic lights, the but traffic the lights, lights. The actual lights were off. Then I realized, oh, from Las Vegas to. To pass rain show. So Palace Station was completely dark. It felt like Haunted really? Mansion. The Chick-fil-A's completely empty. These poor people. Yo, how dare you? If the lights are off and there's no power, why are you going through a Chick-fil-A drive-thru? 
Good lord. Because America these... needs its snacks. Leave these Damn people. Damn it. Leave these people alone. Oh my God. It was reminiscent of early pandemic when no one, when everything was shut down on the strip and no one was there. Because to see the 7 oh. Eleven, like I've never seen a 7 Eleven with no lights on. Yeah. Period. Whether it's a gas station or not. And yeah, these roads, this city, we're not equipped for any of this. Well, it's just like there's no groundwater, you know, up, up where I'm from in Minnesota or like in Ohio or even in Florida, like vegetation is very important. Trees are important because that's where that's what filters out all the water. That's where it all goes. But here it's just dirt. It's just desert. So all the water sits on top of it. And I'm seeing this water go down the the, the varying streets. I saw somebody on a freaking like door like from Titanic Jack style. And you just see what's in the water, how dirty it is and how much litter is in it. Just like, oh my God, just ugh. Well, not even this isn't even funny. Like um, the a a, across a from times. Mandalay Bay, yeah. I checked the news. They found a couple bodies, like that, literally. See, and that's the other thing too, because I know that there are storm drains and little tunnels around here that that a lot of people who are homeless live in. Yeah, so, and so like I can't. That's the assumption. I can't even imagine. And and I'm in an SUV, and even me, like yeah. I, I went to the fashion show parking lot for about thirty minutes. And you chilled. I got in That's touch. Really smart. I got in touch with my Wiz Khalifa. I was like, hold Hell on, yeah. this thunder. Bugging yellow, bugging yellow, bugging yellow. Yeah, uh huh. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Because I was like, this this is crazy. And to your point, it was fascinating to see the like all the dirt from all these like everything Just coming from, from the, everywhere on the onto the streets. Yeah, and then you go on to Twitter. Uh, what was it? The New Orleans, the lights on fire. Yeah, Plant Hollywood has water seeping from the ceiling. I think that they probably diverted the the stream in Circa after it went through their literal sports book. I hope so. Screen last week or two weeks ago. The now. bus, the bus where the the water went into the actual bus. Well, that's a, that's to be expected though. Like I've been in those situations. I've never before. seen that before. Oh, really? Okay. Driving but... through like that. Mm. Uh, luckily, we were. I I got home. Everybody's safe. I know that. What did I see before I went to sleep? They 12,000 at least NV Energy made the announcement that they lost power. Luckily, they last night they said, hey, we'll have it up before 1.30 in the morning. I know those people are working hard. I know the last time we had the monsoon, the fire department was out what, there. two days ago? Yeah, right. Well, I it's mean, just like basically every time we have a cloud, like if we see big clouds in this in this town, I'm like, rain. It's happening. It's going down. And I walked into the studio earlier and I'm like, it smells like moisture in here, so it's it's going down tonight. Yeah, and I, I, it was funny. I talked to my dad yesterday before everything. And How's he's, he doing? He's doing fantastic. Good. Glad to hear. Uh, shout out to Fernando. Fernando, should, I, the other Fernando, not the tennis Fernando. The, the Fernando. The, the alpha Fernando. And, yeah, exactly. And he's like, yo, weather around the world's crazy, right? Not even like trying to talk about Vegas. He's oh, like, yeah. all these places that this stuff shouldn't be going on and then this happens. Correct. So I'm safe. You, there was nothing on your well, side of I just, I just, I, I live, you know, not too far away from the station that we, we're in now, and I just see a great lightning storm. This is like cool. <laughs> I, in I the slept distance. with my with my window shades up because then I could watch the lightning, and that's how I fell asleep. Aww. Like 9:30 p.m. Like a total Soothing. badass. Yeah. Yep. You got your own vibes. Pretty cool stuff. Well, I figured after last night's Aces win, I mean, what was there really left to stay oh. up for? There really was. Like it was such a good game. You were there, uh, and this is where we're going to be kicking off our show today anyway. It's time for the can opener. Because we are kicking some ass out here, up and down that damn court. And we got off to a really, really good start, a nice little lead, and maintained that. And I thought they did such a good job in the first half. 
hanging in there defensively, even though the Chicago Sky were getting chances. They could not hit a bucket for for stretches where it was just iron, iron. They had like three three um, chance possessions essentially, yeah, and, they, and they, they weren't able a to lot get of gimmies. Yeah, absolutely. But you know if. Dierica Hamby's on the bench. People are like the depth, everything else, like what we discussed yesterday. But when you have Kay Plum hitting the shots that she did right away out the gate and you have Asia Wilson playing uh, an all-around game that we really haven't seen from uh, her before, you can just see how the intensity is ramping up and the responsibility for these for these ladies. It was just what a what a great game for you to be present for. Yeah, 100%. That's like the first thing I want to touch on is, is walking into that building uh, the atmosphere matched the importance of the game because, of course, this is determining who's going to be the number one seed. And to your point about De'Erica Hamby, number one, good to see that she wasn't, I, I guess, how do I say this, wasn't wobbling, was walking around oh, yeah. in, in good form and yep. stuff as, as she recovers. So that was a good sign to me. No crutches, no anything like that. But the the intensity was there. I was wrong what I said uh, on Wednesday after the Dream Game in terms of I was very concerned if they're going to put Ilana Rupert and they're going to have Kia Stokes out there and they're going to have two bigs. I Kia thought, Stokes was unbelievable last night. She was, Yeah, she was fantastic. And I was like, teams are going to attack them. Yep. They can't turn the corner. That's going to allow other teams to go downhill. But a, a thing that really has stuck with me is after the Commissioner's Cup, Asia Wilson said after the game, it's not a matter of us if we can be a good defensive team. It's about us just doing our job and yep. putting a focus on Put a, fo- a focus on it because the Aces, to your point with the defense, first quarter, they forced Chicago into eight turnovers. Yep. You force them into those turnovers. Now they're getting uncomfortable. Now they're missing their easy shots. And they're the one thing that shocked me with all the talent on the sky and the, the defending champions, they couldn't go downhill at all. They couldn't no. get into the paint. There was very few chances for that to happen. And that all started with the defense. Kelsey Plum. 13 points uh, halfway through the uh, second quarter. Yep. The Aces are up, a huge lead, 37-21. to 21. They maintained it. I was a little nervous because we blew that 28-point lead, um, yep. and we've, we've had huge leads against the Sky, so I was like, this is business as normal. How are the Sky going to show up? And in this past week, Becky Hammond versus Seattle, Kelsey Plum did something that Becky didn't like. She called a timeout. She took Kelsey out the game versus Atlanta. All these runs, calling the timeout. Starting the second half, Chicago gets six points. They get it within 10. She calls a timeout. And from there, Jackie Young scored 16 points in the third quarter. That skyhook pass that she threw back to Kay Plum, who hit knockdown yet another three, that one that kind of behind the back bit. That it was. I was like, this woman and her vision are unbelievable. And that's where you can make up for those those little those little deficiencies that can happen when you have somebody as important as Dierica Hamby outside your roster because you have to have people step up. But sometimes you have your superstars take too much of that responsibility and they start pressing, they start trying to force passes, force uh, reads that aren't there. And I just didn't get that from them last night. And a lot of it had to do with Jack Young. A lot of it had to do with Kia Stokes. Her release is so quick. Like that corner three she knocked down too. It's just such a smooth motion that even if you do realize that that you need to be in her face, like she's going to be able to knock it down or at least get it up before somebody can actually infiltrate what we would call like the triangle in hockey where you lift the stick yeah, and you try to it, do that. With basketball, I'm sure it's a little bit different of a disarming move. But um, 
I was so impressed. Yeah, and, and Kia and Ilana Rupert, too, had a couple threes. That's stretching the floor. And you talk about the pressure of if you're not having a good game. Yeah. Versus Atlanta, Kelsey struggled in the first half. That game versus Atlanta, it was the fourth time in NBA in WNBA history that four players on the same team scored over 20 points. Right. So they all know that they can fall on each other's back and they all can perform. And having that, like, you, it's the fourth time in league history. Mm-hmm. And for them to know that they have it on the same team is super important. And what I asked Becky, the first thing that came out of her mouth when I asked how important and what's the message going to be about this game coming up, and she said defense, and it was 100%. Like I said, second quarter, they had eight turnovers. Eight of those, or six of those eight were steals. They finished the game, and they forced Chicago to turn it over 17 times. And honestly, I, I want to commend them and basically because the way that they play basketball, the way that they like to press their offense with pacing and everything, that that gets people thinking about going downhill. That gets people thinking about the offensive side of the floor so that that locked-inness that is so needed, especially lower down in the basket, as you mentioned, Chicago wasn't able to get in the paint, wasn't able to kind of get dirty down low, and it's – really easy to start cherry picking. And so it's just like that overall discipline. I think it highlights that Asia Wilson quote, like you said, at the Commissioner's Cup really well. And and to put things in perspective, of course, Aces one more game. Sunday is a regular season finale. Seattle's coming to town. Everybody's going to be here. It's going to be a big deal because it's Sue Bird's last game, but the circumstance can still change dramatically. So the Sky are now technically the second seed. But if the Aces lose on Sunday and the Sky win as they face at the Chicago's face in the Mercury Of course, they're not going to be at full strength. We're not at full strength against Seattle, so we do need to win. Um, So that's going to be the circumstance with that. And we have a whole bunch of other playoff scenarios with the 6th, 7th, and 8th seed. So it's going to come down to the final final game of the season for the league to set up all these seeds, which is what you can want from an entertainment value. Mm -hmm. One thing I do want to ask you is I believe this game kicks off at noon at the Ultra. Yeah. Raiders... First preseason game, 125 versus the Vikings. It's the second preseason game. Second or first home game, excuse me. First home preseason game. Which one am I watching? Not you. Oh. Which one is Mark Davis going to be at? Yeah, that's the question in the building. I I think he's at Aces. I hope so. I hope so, too. I think that's the right move. I think it's the more important game, and uh, I think it's good for for the legacy and for the culture. I really do. And I've been here in Vegas for four years now. I haven't been to a UFC event, haven't been to a boxing event. Last night was the first time I kind of like, oh, this is Vegas. The Vegas buzz, yeah. Because I'm sitting down, I got Kyle Lowry right in front of me. Mm -hmm. Cross the court, Mark Davis, Governor Sisolak, Sandra Douglas, Floyd Mayweather. Look to the left, Darren Waller and a whole bunch of Raiders. And I'm like, oh, we're going to expect more of this if the Aces go on and hopefully compete for this championship. The crowd, I think. I was, was wondering a- if Waller was going to show up because I'm guessing that they have early morning practices and stuff. So yeah. I was like, I don't know how it works out with the sketch, but I'm I'm glad to hear that they were there. Yeah, and I I hope they had about six to seven thousand fans in the building. Yeah, they were loud. They were waving their towels and stuff. I just hope the city gets behind this team because the way that they're playing and the fact that the defensive principles mm-hmm. are so very important, it's fantastic. Yeah, and you only get to make one uh, one first impression. You know, initially. First impression the first time. Becky Hammond's first season has been nothing but uh, a success and have been an absolute delight for us to watch. I'm happy that you've been able to get in the last couple games. Hopefully my email went through this time because I'm hoping to go to the game on Sunday, but maybe not.
Maybe I'll buy tickets. I, I wonder what they are. Let me look at Ticketmaster. Ticket, <laughs> while you go, Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Uh, last little bit of WNBA news while you search that. Uh, yeah. The LA Sparks are missing the playoffs. I saw that. And um, let me just put it to you like this. Uh, the Los Angeles Sparks are three-time WNBA champions. This is the first time they're going to miss the playoffs in consecutive seasons for the first time. Wow. Since 1997 in 1998, their first two years of existence as a team. Wow. Oh, these tickets aren't bad. I mean, you better you better pounce on that. Okay. How much are they actually? Because uh, I need to go. It said 25, and I clicked on one and then went to 184. Oh, <laughs> the Sue Bird effect. Whoa. You got, you got birdie. I could get right behind the basket, though, for like 52. I don't have that kind of money. Lindsay's over here balling. I got to save up for my trip to Boston. While you look up these tickets, I do want to let people know. Could be upstairs. Uh, coming up, 4 o'clock, Matthew Collar. He covers yes. the Vikings for the Purple Insider. My buddy. He'll give us the perspective of the Vikings. I know Lindsay's very excited. And then coming up next, WWE superstar Drew McIntyre. I'm very excited. I got to interview him. Uh, WrestleMania tickets are now on sale, ladies and gentlemen. And WrestleMania is going to be at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Only a four-hour drive. When is it? April 1st, April 2nd, next year. Hopefully, God. we'll be there covering it because we are Wrestling Insiders. And I think The Rock's going to be there because it's, you know, in Hollywood. Who else? Who could be the new star that's getting introduced on the, on Hollywood? That's the real question. I mean, I think they're all going to be there. I think all the stars are going to be there. All the stars. They're shining bright like a diamond. Uh, We'll get into all the sports and other things after that conversation with Drew McIntyre. That follows our break next. 1140 The Bet. Yeah, sports, but mostly other things. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Hey, it's 1140 The Bet. Adrian Hernandez here in Las Vegas. Although it is August 10th, Please be aware, the granddaddy of them all, the showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania will be at SoFi Stadium as WrestleMania 39 goes Hollywood. Tickets will be on sale and available for purchase this Friday at 10 a.m. for all of us here on the West Coast. Go to Ticketmaster.com to purchase. And somebody who I know will play a prominent part on the two-day spectacular is joining us now. Drew McIntyre, the current number one contender for the undisputed Universal WWE Championship, joins us now. Drew, how you doing, man? Uh, absolutely marvelous. I can't believe we're talking about WrestleMania already. Having tickets going to be on sale already. I feel like we just had WrestleMania because we did. But nothing stops in WWE. We're 52 weeks a year. No reruns, no off-seasons. It all builds to WrestleMania. So the sooner we start talking about it, the better. No, 100%. But before we get to WrestleMania, uh, I do need to talk about Clash at the Castle. And, and pardon me as I kind of go on a little bit of a tangent uh, because future WWE Hall of Famer, in my opinion, Bad Bunny, he just started his his U.S. Stadium tour this week. Um, but before it kicked off here stateside, he actually performed in the, in his homeland in Puerto Rico for four straight nights. And then that fourth night, he actually paid all the local TV stations to air the concert instead of what they were supposed to air in prime time. And he paid for the commercials to make sure all the TV stations were good so that everyone in Puerto Rico was able to see the concert He set up watch parties throughout the island so that if you couldn't get inside the arena, you were still a part of the experience. And I'm Puerto Rican myself, and I had so much pride. It was the first time watching a music concert that I got emotional because this dude performed for his island for three and a half hours, which leads me to September 3rd on Peacock 
Clash at the Castle, first pay-per-view in Europe since 2003, first major stadium event in 30 years. Can you honestly put into words what it's going to mean to you to come out to that crowd? No, I can't. Uh, <laughs> in words, I'll be able to describe how I feel about a show that I didn't think was even possible um, since there's not been a stadium show since SummerSlam 1992. Um, it's something I actively pursued, talked about, harassed people backstage about, but was always giving excuses about logistics and time difference. And I would say, well, we just did a show in Australia. There's no bigger time difference. <laughs> they give me a better excuse than that. So to finally see it materialize, um, to know that it's um, selling so well, 70,000 plus people are going to be there on the night, you know how wild and crazy the UK fans are, where I started my career at 15 years old, you know, training in England, wrestling in Wales a lot. Obviously, Scotland, where I'm from, is absolutely insane. The fighting for the title is unreal. And to know how I'm feeling, you're just going to have to watch the event and look at my face when I first make my entrance because... That's going to tell the whole picture and better than any word possibly could. No, 100%. It's, it's definitely going to be the most anticipated moment of the event. And can you kind of talk me through growing up being a fan back then and overseas? Because to me, it, it's a different level of dedication. I, it, it probably involves a lot of late night watching. There's no DVRs back then. There's no YouTube. You're exchanging tapes, trying to get whatever you can get a hold of. But growing up, like, how are you watching this content? Uh, it was great difficulty. Um, I didn't have Sky Television until I was 11, until uh, we could really afford it, to be honest. Um, so prior to that, it was all um, exchanging videotapes with my friends, my uncle recording um, as much WWE and WCW as he could onto VHSs, and he would give my brother and I just multiple cassette tapes with multiple episodes that we would power through when we were a lot younger. And Blockbuster um, would always have a, a collection of wrestling and VHSs, and I would harass the owners to get as much as they possibly could. And that's where I got my my wrestling fix uh, until I eventually got you know Sky TV when I was 11, and that was me. Done every single week. I was watching uh, Raw, which used to air on a Friday, and recording it. And I would watch it about 50 times throughout the week till the following episode of Raw. And obviously, SmackDown eventually started up. So I'd be watching both and recording both Raw and SmackDown. And again, watching them and breaking them down in my childlike mind like, okay, this is what I want to do. What do I need to know? What are these guys doing that I need to learn to be in this industry? And then I started finally training at 15 years old um, and commuting 24 hours like a round trip just to the wrestling school because it was very far away from where I lived. But I really wanted to do it. and There's nothing going to stop me. Yeah, Drew, you're one of us, man. Kids these days, they don't know how easy they got it with the network and now on Peacock. Shout out to Blockbuster. That's amazing. Uh, and immediately when I got the uh, when I was asked if I wanted to talk to you, I said, yes, hell yes, please. But I also kind of wanted to, to ask you specifically, like your rise and becoming the champion, becoming the main eventer, of course, coincides with the pandemic and at the Performance Center and then at the Thunderdome. You know, that's a difficult, unique situation that hopefully, knock on wood, is ever going to happen again. But for you and, and, and getting to that point that you've wanted, what did you learn about yourself as a performer and as a person having to go through that while reaching these heights that you always wanted to reach? 
Um, I'm glad to say that everything I told myself and told the company was correct, that I'd always said to them um, while I was a bad guy. You know, the, the money in Drew McIntyre isn't in the big generic hairy Scottish bad guy that talks about feasting on carcasses because nobody can relate to that except the one guy in Scotland who's big and hairy talking about feasting on carcasses and angry all the time pointing at the screen going, I get that guy, I get that guy. No, so no one else gets this guy. The, the, you know, I've got to be the real Drew. That's what's relatable. I'm 6'5", I'm from Scotland. I'm 270 pounds. Um, not a lot of people can relate to that, but they can relate to my story that I had to overcome so much professionally and personally. And that's where um, we've got to get to. Um, like, to give me the question again, because I don't want to go too far off track, and I will get limited time here. I'm about to tell you my whole story. Oh so no! Just like, point. just I guess your main takeaway of the pandemic of, of what you learned oh, about the pandemic, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to give you the, the whole the whole tale, and I don't get limited. I appreciate time, it, though, Drew. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. I, once we get a longer form interview, I'll I'll talk for two hours. But I want to get to the point here. Um, but yeah, I'd always said, um, you know, I've got to be that Drew. And then it did start working and it went all the way to the point where I was getting the biggest reactions of my life um, in the arenas. Won the Royal Rumble, was going to fight Brock for the title at WrestleMania. And I told the office, give me the ball. I've, uh, no one's been through what I've been through. Um, in the industry, outside the ring, I've experienced everything there is to experience. A lot of people have only been within the WWE bubble, have not had to business outside the company like I have had yeah. to do. I've not had yeah. to deal with the situations I've had to deal with. I am ready for anything you can possibly throw at me. Give me that ball. Give me that ball. And then I got my title match at WrestleMania. Pandemic hit in front of nobody. And it was a case of, we've got no crowd. You can't ask the veterans, what should I do? Because well, we don't know. This has never happened before. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I did feel exactly the same. I was like, I told you, give, give me the ball, no matter what the situation is. Nobody could have predicted a worldwide pandemic, but I felt exactly the same. I was like, good, I'm glad the one, I'm the one that's got the ball. I'm going to set the example. It all rolls downhill from the top, and I'm going to show everybody there's no wrong answers. Let's start throwing things against the wall and see what sticks, and I'll be the one setting that example. And it's pretty cool to know that I've been saying that for so long. Such a unique situation happened, such a horrible situation that will never happen again, let's say. Um, and I was uh, proven right to myself more than anything that it didn't phase me. And I said, no problem. We're pushing ahead. We're giving the world an escape. That's what we do in WWE. We innovate. We adapt. Drew McIntyre is going to set that example. No, I, I love it. And it's just it's just qualities of a leader. And I think, you know, getting the ball and being the champion and being the man, I don't think a lot of people take into consideration, you know, being a WWE wrestler is grueling enough. It's not just SmackDown. It's not just Raw. It's not the premium live events. It's the house shows. But it's also the community events, what you're doing now. I don't know how many interviews you got to do today. And it's promote, promote, promote. I think John Cena was super fantastic at it. The Miz, too, as well. But now I see you and Bianca Belair kind of carrying that torch and being a cornerstone of the company. Do you enjoy this aspect and the responsibilities that come with that outside of the ring? Yeah. It's not to enjoy, as I try to tell the other superstars all the time. You're talking about WWE promoting the brand, but you're also talking about yourself and promoting your brand. <laughs> like, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, you're not being very sensible as a business person if you're not taking advantage of every opportunity. And this is something I've asked for for years, but I guess I wasn't you know, a prominent enough position during my first run. I was like, always telling them, give me the no-tina schedule. I'm ready for it. I'm not going to say no. I will fight through you know, every situation if i'm hurt i don't care if i can't go in the ring get me media during that time if i'm good to go in the ring 
gave me media and my extra time. I want to keep going, going, going. I want to promote this industry. I want to be one of the people that the company can look to when they need somebody to step up. And that's how I've always felt, like outside of WWE and inside of WWE. And finally, now that I'm in a position where they do look to me for, you know, filling in if they need, um, you know, a media spot filled or there's a charity organization that you can step in, you know, oh, we can ask Drew. Not only is he going to say yes, he's going to be very happy to do it. It's going to be a privilege to do it as far as he's concerned. Nice. And then speaking of promote, we'll do that right now before we get you out of here. Drew McIntyre joining us here on 1140 The Bet. WrestleMania 39 happening in L.A. at SoFi Stadium this upcoming year. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time here on the West Coast. Go get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. couple more questions before we let you go. Uh, Drew, from my side, from my perspective as a fan, I think it started with Monday Night Raw at Madison Square Garden. Uh, the easiest way to put it, it seems like there is a renewed energy. As a fan, there is an excitement. There is a feeling of unexpectedness going into these shows and not knowing what's going to happen and who's going to show up. And it's just been a few weeks as Triple H is head of creative how does the locker room feel, and what's the vibe? I mean, the vibe is very positive. Um, I've also lied if I'd say the vibe wasn't positive prior also. Um, I can't remember a time where everybody was just down the whole time. Um, you know, everybody knows that you just got to keep giving your all, and hopefully, you know, that opportunity will come. You know, everybody can't be pushed and used at the same time, but I've always been of the belief since I returned to WWE, to keep your head down, you give it all you've got, you keep improving in your weak areas and you're accountable to the person in the mirror, that opportunity will come and it's up to you to smash it. But recently, um, obviously, there's been you know, a lot more outside-the-box things going on, which has been very exciting for um, you know, our watching audience, but also for a locker room as well. So I said, oh, what's going to happen next? Is somebody going to come back that we, that we miss in the locker room? That'd be cool. But also, it adds some you know, buzz and excitement to the show, which is always good as well. And you've seen already you know, a few superstars return, which has got people talking, especially um, socially. And, um, you know, we could use a little depth on our rosters. So it's only a good thing as far as I'm concerned, especially if people are talking. A hundred percent. And final two questions. Uh, we'll start it off here. Logan Paul, it seems like he's caught the bug. He's ready to take this uh, full on. What do you think of his performance at SummerSlam? Awesome. <laughs> What else to say? Yeah, he did a great job. Um, it seems like something that he does love. Um, or you wouldn't be performing at the level he performed at if he didn't have a passion for um, WWE and a passion for success and put such high standards on himself. He obviously put the work in and he reaped the rewards by having a great match that the fans were invested in. The same as you mentioned by Bunny already. You know, he's somebody who I actually spoke to him quite a bunch and uh, somebody who genuinely loves WWE did not have to be there, wanted to be there, um, and put attention on WWE that people didn't necessarily know who he was backstage. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people did, obviously, but some people like myself were like, oh, Who's this guy? Pretty big deal. No, <laughs> true, you don't understand how big of a deal. Take one minute, do some research. I'm like, okay, I went away for five minutes, did some research, came back, went, Oh my goodness, he's a huge deal. <laughs> it's amazing that he's willing to come here and put such hard work in. Put his body on the line, but he just does not have to because he loves it so much. So I love when somebody comes in as willing to put forth that effort. Yeah, absolutely. He's the Puerto Rican Drake, Drew. And uh, before we get you out of here, since we are having you here to remind people once again, this Friday, tickets go on sale, WrestleMania 39, SoFi Stadium, 10 a.m. Pacific time at Ticketmaster.com. 
What is your favorite WrestleMania moment that doesn't involve you, Drew? No. Let's go with. All right, I'm about to pick one. Just the way I'm thinking right now on this day, in this moment, at this time, with you asking this question, because they've probably answered 500 different ways in 500 different interviews. But at this exact moment, I would go with uh, Rock and Hogan just standing face to face at WrestleMania. It was just what this industry is all about, emotion, passion, or WWE and universe. That's what makes, you know, WWE so exciting, especially at like a WrestleMania, how loud and crazy they get. If you turn the volume off for Rock and Hogan, eh, ain't much of a match. But if you have that volume on, like listening to the fans, maybe not doing what the technically supposed to do, but how invested they were and how they got lost in that match and how even though Rock was supposed to be the good guy in their quotations, you know, they remembered all those years growing up watching Hogan, they all became Hulkamaniacs again, and the guys just went with it in the ring as two professionals, and it was such an amazing, amazing match, and so much emotion involved, and that's what this industry is all about. And, and I'm really glad you answered that, because Drew, in about three weeks, be prepared for that at Clash of the Castle. We cannot wait to see you main event going up against Roman Reigns for this title. We thank you for the time. Best of luck, and uh, we'll see you at WrestleMania in Hollywood. All right, Drew? You'll see me there, that's for sure. I just hope we do those little skits where WrestleMania goes Hollywood and I get to play Braveheart. Oh, you want to do Braveheart? You're calling it now? Yeah, although that's kind of a stereotypical one. I've got this sword, I've got the kill. Maybe I should do something out of the box. Do, think on it, I did play the do Men in Black. Let's see you in a suit with some glasses. Go Hollywood with it. All right, all right. Let's think on this. So I'll get people on Twitter to pitch me some suggestions and we'll work on it. Drew, <laughs> thank you so much for the time, man. You're awesome. We'll talk to you soon, okay? There he is, Drew McIntyre joining us. Tickets for WrestleMania one more time go on sale this Saturday, this Friday, excuse me, 10 a.m. Pacific, WrestleMania 39 at SoFi Stadium. That's just a four-hour drive here from Vegas. Much love to Drew McIntyre. Of course, also Clash at the Castle, the pay-per-view going down on September 3rd, only available on Peacock. And, of course, all insiders and all guests are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Coming up next on The Playmakers, Lindsay has a conspiracy, everybody. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. To get out the bowl Friday, yet again, it is here. Welcome back to the Playmakers. Lindsey Brown, Adrian Hernandez, even though the voice guy just already told you. Just in case y'all forgot. Facts, and it should be a, a remix. Get out the flood re- Get out the flood weekend. Yeah, seriously, though. Uh, Lindsay, be safe, I, I people. I do, do want to apologize here in the producer's bay. Uh, when alerts and everything go off, there's nothing I can do to control it. And the flash flood, like, eh. it went off. Yeah, it went off. So during your be safe during your solo interview, no, like it's seconds ago. Oh. so if it goes off again, okay, then we'll just be like taken over. Yeah, so so people, huh. no, it'll just be well, in my background. Maybe, just maybe, Billy B's tentacles reach a little bit further than we had previously thought. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a lot of chatter on the big network, sports networks, I should say, about the Patriots and the offensive play calling duties, right? Because they technically don't have an offensive coordinator because we, we the, the Raiders hired Josh McDaniels away. They said, the man is irreplaceable. We, there's no one else. Out of respect, we're going to leave this vacant. But here's the bit. They're playing a preseason football game. I don't know what happened. I don't know who played. I just know that James White retired yesterday and that Tom Brady no longer plays for them, okay? That's all I care about. And the on vacation, apparently. I think there's a new conspiracy afoot. Uh oh. It is a big uh oh. Because Billy B, we got Spy Gate, we got Deflate Gate, we got Miami Gate, technically, all involved. I think this guy, who is so obsessed with finding an edge, with finding an advantage, with exploiting every little detail he possibly can. I think that he is, on purpose, rotating coordinators to eliminate tendencies, to eliminate all those little tells that you can get about a coordinator or two. And we're just going to have like an – it is everyone's job – we will just use the, the minds that are usually meant for other positions, other sides of the field, and we'll backtrack and deconstruct it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll construct our offense out of that. I think he is on purpose having multiple people call plays just to keep people confused. Even in the preseason. Even in the, Well, you got to practice it because this has never been done before. Oh. Right? I honestly think – he is going to be rotating around play calling duties. Like nobody's going to have it. It's just be like maybe, maybe it's series by series, maybe it's quarter by quarter, maybe it's play by play. But all for show. No, I mean, I, I literally think he goes, Matt, Patricia, you're going to call plays here, and then who, who else is up there with them right now? That's that's uh, splitting duties. Uh, probably not a good coach if they weren't on the Patriots. Either way, you get next play or you get next drive, and we're going to Joe Judge exactly. Exactly. He's back. Yeah. Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. And I think he's literally just going the old Joe Madden pitching uh, relief plan, which is, oh, left handed hitter and the wind just went five miles an hour east to west. We're going to switch it. And the next pitch, we're going to switch it again. And then the next pitch, we're going to switch it again on you. That's, That's what I think is happening. I, 
I think that's the most dangerous of games when it comes to coordinators. But is there a system that is more ingrained? Is there a culture that's more deeply instilled in sports than the Patriot way? I don't think this thing's been around for more than 20 years. Next man up. Is there any is there any place better suited, better equipped to do this? I don't think so. And he and Bill's just crazy enough to try because that guy has been without winning for two, three years. I gotta get Mac Jones up he's to speed, man. We gotta we gotta we gotta do something. We gotta out. get creative up in here. My son hasn't gotten a haircut. I'm bugging out. Hundred percent. I look like scrubs out here. Well, no, no, no. I uh, I'm be honest with you. This whole Mac Jones hype that I see around, yeah. just the interwebs. What are we? What am I missing? Am I missing I, something? I'm with you. I'm with you. I, but I'm also a person that I, I don't believe it until somebody shows me that type of ceiling, right? He didn't hit any of those. The, everybody sees the trajectory. I go, he doesn't really strike fear in me as an athlete, to be honest. Maybe he can get up there cerebrally. Maybe he can get up there with, with engrossing himself in the culture for a few seasons. I don't know. But man, that's what I'm saying. Like, they got to figure out. They ran a game that they won where he had, what, two passes, three passes? Yeah, versus Buffalo. Hut, hut, hike, handoff. That's all. They, they're willing to do anything. And so that's why I think they're just like, oh, a rotating cast of players here. So the ro- the rotating OCs. Yeah. Or just no OCs. It's just the coordinator. The no OCs coming to the MTV Plus. MTV Plus. I, he's, cr- he's crazy enough to, to 100%. try it. 100%. And also, no one's going to tell him no, right? Correct. He runs everything. Well, he's the GM. He's the well, president of ops. He's t- Billy freaking B. Well, he actually, he got rid of the one guy that could, and Tom's out of there. Correct. So now that it's his show, I mean, we'll see. We'll I mean, see. Joe Judge doesn't really strike fear in me as a coordinator either, and so that's right. Just, like, anything Judge. to get an edge, this guy. This Mac Jones. I just let me look at Mac Jones's face. Mac Jones. All right, so I'm looking at Mac Jones's face, and before I say the thing, I'm just dancing. Hey. I ain't think about nothing too controversial. Ooh. We just dancing. Yeah. We ain't think about nothing too controversial. Ma- His uh, name's Ma- Mac, though. Yeah, Mac Jones. Yeah, it's not Mac. Mac draft. Eight twelve. Two thousand twenty-two. Three fifty p.m. Three fifty-one. Let's play. Let's play it safe. Mac Jones don't got it. I'm looking at his face his right now. His birthday's on September 5th. I'm looking at what his face. What a pupils. weirdo. That's the He's same from Jacksonville, birthday. just like Limp Biscuit. That is uh, the same birthday as the mother of my child. Really? So, yeah, they're both weirdos. Yeah, I don't see it with this Mac Jones. This is the type of analysis you're going to get. I'm looking in his face. I'm looking in his eyes. Mm. I don't see it. And by the way, isn't this the dude who, what was it, last year? He tripped over someone's ankle or he twisted it. He thought he was Kurt Angle. Something like that. Yeah, we ain't moving That's with him. right. He did do that, that sneaky link. How many failed? Repurposing that. How many failed <laughs> NFL coaches does it take to screw up Mike uh, Mac Jones? This is these are the articles that they're talking about. But that's about. the thing is like if you don't if you don't have the juice, you better start squeezing somewhere else. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This might be switching. I just found out. Mac Jones has a photo from the Patriots' blowout loss to the Bills in his locker. Is <gasps> he using it as motivational? That's serum. A, that's mm. that's the opposite of what I saw in his eyes. Mm. That's the type of you. Did you not do that? Oh, I I had I had no cards with like little writings in them. I still have them. 
like little I I I yeah, well, yeah we save everything. In, in I didn't have house, scores of four of like former losses printed out. I just said like it's gonna be okay. Trust and believe. In my house in Brooklyn, where I grew up and spent most of my childhood, still up in my wall is the 2007 2008 excuse me plane dealer of LeBron looking down after the Celtics eliminated oh, us. God. Me as a fan, I cut that out myself. I put that up. I put the thumbtack to put it on the wall, and I said, "Bron, Bron." And then you took the you took the thumbtack, poked go- yourself in the finger, put some blood on it to make a pact of some sort. I should have. You should have. You should have. Let- <laughs> I put it on the wall and said, "We're gonna be back." Simba. <laughs> I did the first time. I, I I once cut my face with glasses playing basketball. Yeah. Because it hit my face. Rex and so, Bex? Yeah, and I cut myself in the cheek. I went home. And I took all that blood and I put it all in my chest and my face. I love that. Because I'm a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this off. Is there any other response? Just be like, blood. Yeah. Put it all over me. Blood and violence. It was like the first time I experienced Hulk Hogan as a little kid. Yeah. uh, When he ripped his shirt. Yeah. I then proceeded to rip the new polo my mom bought me. And mom. Mama Adrian was upset. She was not pleased. Yeah. But I'm sorry we, to hear that. It, it, sometimes it happens. Mac Jones, though, putting the photo Mac Jones in his locker of the blowout against the Bills to motivate him is fantastic. But you still ain't got. I can't name you a wide receiver right now oh, for the Patriots. They traded. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't gone through the the recent cuts from the lacrosse team yet. <laughs> Julian Edelman, where you at? Come yeah, back. seriously. Come back, though. Julian. Seriously though, um, it'll be interesting to see. The, the Patriots and, and, and you know, their continuation of life after TB12 and how they're back to square one like everybody else and kind of dealing with all of that reputational buildup. It creates a lot of pressure internally and as much as it does externally with all the echoes that we hear about Mac Jones, Mac 10, Mac 10. We're going to take it to the freaking limit. Uh, our limit for this hour has been reached, but we got a whole nother one on the way on that Odyssey app for free, though, because Dodgers. Dodgers are next. All right, Matthew Collar from Purple Insider next. Love for the bet. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.